Pop-Tarts. Did you say you have Pop-Tarts? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Chad, and I dare you to make out with that moose. Statistical fact, cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? They fear this man. I'm Mark. Wonderful. So on this show, as you probably know by now, we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. We also talk about what the Oscars picked for the best movie of a particular year. This movie was not picked by the Oscars. <laughs> Today we're Which talking is about weird because it's you. It, this is this fits the just, bill. It's just like right down Oscar. the middle. It's it's really an Oscar genre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the 2012 horror movie about horror movies, The Cabin in the Woods. But before that, let's talk about what we saw at the Megaplex. And now we play the game. Do you guys remember what you're talking about? Yeah, I the think Megaplex? Mark and I have joint custody over Belfast, if I remember correctly. I gave yes. you guys one other option of something you could talk about. Oh, we could also talk about All Too Well, which is a short film, which we normally don't talk about. Oh, sure. About that was not the at second. the Megaplex. That was on the YouTube. But did you guys catch the premiere or did you watch it late? Oh, I watched uh, it. I was in a fucking airport. <laughs> I pulled out my <laughs> iPad and watched it premiere. Yeah, yes, I, watched I did. It. I watched the premiere. I, I was still, I was still at, well, I was working from home that day, but I, I had it pulled out on a separate tab and I watched it. And, uh, we were, we were a little bit late to it. We, we watched it while it was why premiering. Are you, why are you talking in like plural? Oh, me, me and my girlfriend, <gasps> a uh, Taylor Swift stand, a okay. Swifty as they call them. Uh, we watched it as it was premiering, but as we like, as we clicked in to join, it was the, the fight scene. So we rewound. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but you guys were the ones who found it on Letterbox first, paving the way for the rest of us. Yes, I shout out to someone Courtney follows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chad, you yeah. should follow. Oh, you said you guys as in you're you're still talking in plural because yes. of Mark and girlfriend. Got it. Yes, 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 yes. Have we said name of girlfriend on pod? Before? Her name is her name. I is think Courtney. we have. And Chad, you, we, okay. do you not follow her on Letterbox? No, I do. I just didn't know if we were making that public uh, okay. to all of our listeners because now well, she's going to get harassed by our, you know, the besties. Yes, no one. <laughs> I, will not, I will not. Fan put, base. Yeah. I will not put her Letterbox on blast. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Um, um so we watched well. that it was good i yeah and i would like to see taylor swift direct a feature and one with no music in it that would be what i want i'm fine with it having music because i think she could do like a pretty interesting like musical like in a sure. last five years style but like yeah. i don't need her to be in it i would i do love her mm-hmm. i would probably rather her write a musical than direct a musical not that I, not that i think she's a bad director i just think she's a better writer than a director well margaret thinks women shouldn't be allowed to direct as much yes as famously have never picked a <laughs> female directed they're movie good, to, on this good podcast the, the like emotional wordy stuff but as far as like the craft the picking Hold up on. the camera that's no, what mark we, thinks is what now we need i actually i actually has mark ever picked a female director on the show I, and i don't I, think he has i was thinking that greta directed she wrote not, which she did not mm. but you like her words <laughs> But Guess you would who? never pick a Greta directed movie. No, because women aren't allowed to direct, according to Mark. Guess okay, who has directed don't give yourself a movie? Too much credit for Jennifer's body. Ah, it's written and directed by That's a woman. True. Look who is icon. doing the work. I probably would have Dude, chosen. That's not the only one we've talked about, is it? If it is, I'm it, very well. Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, which yeah. I probably would have. I mean, I think that's a really good movie. You guys picked that as like. Being yeah. better than no country so you guys really like that movie i like that movie too i just didn't think it was better than no 
No Country for Old Men. It's a, a it's a good movie. I but now the question is is that it? And I think the answer is yes. I think mm-hmm. so. That's a little upsetting. I don't get the full list, but I, it's, I mean, I mean, it just does not happen very often yeah. in, in that women direct movies. Not that they direct good movies. Right. Also, like, we haven't watched any Jane, Jane Campion movie. Like, we haven't done the work yeah. to find, like, indie cinema from the late 90s. You know, like, we just, we're, yeah. we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We just aren't there yet. Yeah. I think we'll watch Jane if we were to do this, this show into the years that we've been doing the show, does that make sense? Like yes. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, yeah. we would have more. Uh, sure. According to our list, we have one more, and guess who it is? It is me again. Is it Lady Bird? I am a, it's Lady Bird. Yeah. Maybe I am a hero and a feminist icon, like the writer of the movie we're talking about today, Joss Whedon. We are both equally yes. feminist icons. Absolutely right. feminist icon. Because, like, Joss knows, Joss in this knows movie. to show ass, and yeah. that makes him a feminist. There well, are no, two no, no, female no. characters in this movie, and they are the virgin and the whore. <laughs> So feminist icon, but, yeah. but they fight, they're tough. I don't know. People love Buffy and Buffy, I think holds up relatively well, but he, he, there, he does have a very particular brand of feminism that is not really. Well, the thing um, that like, really, I think we need to talk about Taylor. It. Why are we talking about a man? Well, well no, no let, let me, Taylor. let me just say this about okay. Jess, Jess Whedon. He directed two Avenger movies and a Justice League movie. movie. And in yeah. in his uh, second Avenger movie, he makes clumsy Hulk fall down into uh, Black Widow's bosom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In his Justice League movie, he makes clumsy Flash fall down into Wonder Woman's bosom. Mm-hmm. It's like the I don't know. He just has very limited ideas of like, oh, what what can we do with the woman character? And falling Oops. into their bosom is like one of his three tricks, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're right, but also like. <laughs> Tarantino exists and is applauded. Like I don't. Know. No, 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 no. That's different because he's brave. <laughs> because he's good. he's brave for putting his foot fetish on on full display like that. He's different yeah. because he makes movies. He's a hero. Like he is a he, damn hero. He uh, he lets someone put their best feet forward. Yeah. Ah. Hey. Hey. Uh, all too anyway, well. Taylor Swift. She's an icon. Speaking of posting feet, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Did you guys. Did you yes. Guys? It's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. She's trying We're to be authentic. Tell our audience. She's trying to be authentic and like, hey, I just sit around barefoot playing my guitar, yada yada. But, oh no, you're oh. thinking of something else, Chad. You're thinking about the TikTok where you there's been multiple TikToks, but yeah, I was also thinking yeah. of the TikTok where you see her feet. But I was also I saw a TikTok where someone was like, this has to be intentional. No, yeah. so her album Taylor Swift, like debut album. Okay, this the disc. Is a picture of her feet. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's a totally different thing. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's what this. I thought you guys were talking about. Yeah, no, that's like a, a sixteen-year-old's foot on a. On yeah, a she disc. was young then. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. weird. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go buy that album. On the, <laughs> on, huh. since she's of age now, I still don't think that that's okay to say, Mark. <laughs> okay, even that's though. Fair. No, here's why I I'm say gonna it. buy the homophobic version say, of that album. I'm not gonna say it's okay. Because who am I to say? But Mark is younger than Taylor Swift. So if he thought she was hot back then, like, that's fine. Yeah, because he was yeah but like, he's not like, allowed to think her, like, baby photos are hot. 
now. But he's not saying that. <laughs> but he wants to look at her her teenage feet. I don't know. It's, it's a little weird. To be clear, it was a joke. I'm not going yeah. to buy a Taylor I, Swift CD just for her feet. I just hope you that for the re-release that it's on like the vinyl. Teenage feet. <laughs> hey, no, do not confuse Taylor and Katy Perry. <laughs> no, no, they're friends now. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. they made up. They cool. made up. Um, she set a record with, with Katy Perry. It can be pretty contentious. Like sometimes she's hot and she's cold. And yeah, totally. To, like, so um, she set a. But record. did you say that they made up or they made out? Because you know Katy Perry did kiss a girl and she did like it. Mm. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> she 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 set a record for like longest song ever to hit number one on the charts which is that's pretty crazy yeah, i mean it it's a long you. song it's, it's a, a long, long song. song it's it it beat a 50 year old record like <laughs> it was american pie until then wow Good for anyway her. it's crazy this has been best songs uh belfast uh, good belfast movie was, it's a good Bel- movie belfast was really good it's a picky belfast, recommend chad i think you liked it better than me and Ch- cody according to letterbox if i remember correctly um i think slightly. i gave it like a half star rating higher i think you two were four stars i was four and a half or something like that um yeah. but yeah. yeah it's one of my favorites of the year it's a movie that like i think if you can see it in a movie theater, because it's a movie best experience there more, every movie's best experience in the movie theater. But I do think like, it's the kind of movie that you just want to sit in a room and turn everything else off and just like experience it. It's very slice of life. It's very like. See, that's why I think it's best experienced on a VHS tape <laughs> on like one of the Shrek TVs from the 2001. Right. Um, no, it's got to be, you know, watched in Belfast on the TV if they're watching Star Trek on. That's, that's where that's it's actually best. That's, that's, that's true. Where no one is actually watching the TV and everyone's just having a conversation around the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. We really used to like just have, I guess like when I go home, my parents still do that where they just have the TV on. But like, I never just have the TV on anymore. I, I will with like really? sports. Oh, so I put my yeah, that makes day. sense. I'll have music on more often than I'll have a a TV show. Yeah, I'll have music or podcast. Anyway, Belfast is, There's a little. know, it's good because it's black and white. Yes, which honestly was probably the thing that kept it from getting five stars for me. It's just, it's become an annoying thing where people do the black and white and then. It works for me because it's like, it's the past. I don't know. It it starts in color and it goes like, I think it's establishing shots of Belfast, the city in modern day. I really liked that a lot. It's also like it's in black and white, but like TV was in color back then. Right. And there's like little moments where they'll like watch a movie in a theater chitty chitty bang bang. And then some like play apocalyptic um, uh like horny movie that they also saw in the theater yeah that was fun uh there's the play and it was all in color and it was like gorgeous color and it was like this one i like i like color i like color you can you can use color and it can be really good it's very similar to what the french dispatch does and it's like in its use of color except it follows more direct rules than french dispatch maybe i think uh, i don't know there's no dutch angles in the movie uh, yeah, there was a Kenneth Branagh. I think I saw 
at I think least there are a couple, one. Actually. Okay, there, there, yeah. there might have been a couple. It just wasn't all Dutch angles. I also don't know if that's a staple of his as much as it's just a thing in Thor. He just did it in <laughs> Thor. It is not a right. staple of his. No, yeah. Like, it just very I, much yeah, is yeah. not. I'll say it's, it's, it's a weird. Very, it's a very well uh, shot movie. Um, so many like... So many shots that are just like so wide and there's a lot going on and you just don't mm-hmm. cut from it. You got like multiple like layers of uh, or multiple planes, I guess, of, of people yeah. um, having different conversations or eavesdropping in on something they shouldn't be eavesdropping in on. It's um, got a real good sense of like geography. Like you really yeah. understand the like street that they're on for the majority of it, totally. which I really like. The kid reads a Thor comic, which That's is great. fun. Like I, I was love. really hoping he would describe the comic more because Jamie Dornan does come by and say, "What are you? What? What's going on in that comic book?" And he all he says is something like, "He's got to beat monster. the monster," and then they yeah. change the subject. And I really wanted to hear more what was going on in that issue of Thor. I bet that's you my biggest out. complaint about the movie. Actually, I, I mean, it was probably just a plot of Thor one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got kicked out of Asgard and he's living with Jane Foster and he wants another one. Uh, and then Loki comes to Earth with Darcy big... Lewis. He just talks about <laughs> Darcy Lewis a lot. Um, I think the actress who I had not seen in anything who plays the mother is fucking incredible. In yeah, this movie. she's like the she's the standout to me. I want to nominate it most for a picky. I think probably they'll get other nominations too, but she's the standout for me. Like, um, I think everyone's good in it. I don't think there's a single mm-hmm. bad actor in it. Like, I think Jamie Dornan's good, et cetera, et cetera. But I really think the, the mom Dinch. is the one. Cody, you've never seen her anything? I mean, I probably have, but I don't she's like in, consciously. She's in now. Super 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she plays the mom who is dead in three seconds in that movie. <laughs> okay, fair. She's also she, in, yeah, yeah, she's in Ford, Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Devil Wears Prada. She's oh, is she, is she Christian Bale's wife? In, yeah. Uh, okay, so I have seen her. But like that was kind of a nothing role. That was like the supportive wife. She's not bad in that role. movie though. She's not bad, it but is. it's just like she was given way more to do here and like mm-hmm. just, yeah. Um, There's one scene in particular that's just awesome. She's okay. mainly known for Outlander, which uh, yes. Courtney told me involves lots of her having sex. Yeah. Well, yeah, and some of that is assault too. Yes. In Outlander? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, Laura seen. watched through season one of that, and every time I watched, uh, I walked into the room, someone was like either about to be raped or being threatened to be raped. Jesus. It was, it was I've so heard much of that going on on that show. And uh, apparently, I, it, I mean, apparently it is a good show, but apparently yeah. she does get raped by her her present day husband's like great, 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 et cetera, yeah. father. And crazy. Played by the same actor. Yeah. yeah. All right, wild show. So just the most traumatizing thing you can imagine that happens to this actress in a TV show. Jeez, wow. Um, um, I guess it doesn't happen to the actress. It happens to a character the actress portrays right, yeah, in the no. TV show. Um, Important yeah. distinction. Belfast is good. Kenneth Branagh, good job on you, mate. Yeah. Um, Belfast, really, like real good. It's, I mean, it's maybe winning best picture. I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't think we'll, any of us will be mad if that happens. No. I'm not convinced fully that it will yet, but like, yeah, it seems like it might. Yeah. Will not be upset at all if it wins. Um, I only have Suicide Squad. Uh, sorry, the Suicide Squad. Mm, thank uh, you. Ranked higher. Wild. Um, that, that's still so crazy to me. That that movie still so is like, it's you. my favorite movie. It's so good. I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's much, much lower for me. Um, yeah. It's like 15 for me. It's not We have very low, different lists this year. I feel like uh, sometimes our lists are pretty similar. This year, our lists are very different. I just updated mine um, 
because I haven't in like weeks. No, you haven't in a long time. No, yeah. mine is I looked the other day. Mine is, mine is up to like, date as of today. Mine is months out of date at this point. Yeah. You need to fix that, Mark. I will. Give me a, give me some time. I'll do it over the weekend. Over Thanksgiving so, weekend. Cody, <laughs> since we shared one movie or a I movie and a half, kind of, uh, and you watched movies like a maniac this week, um, you watched Home Sweet Home Alone. So let's I'm not talk talking about, about that, that movie. I'm not talking about that movie because, okay. I mean, I, I just feel like it's my opinions on it are punching down. Like, it's not even like it's not for me. I don't think it's good, mm. but it's not for me. Okay. And like, that's okay. Like, it, it just feels like it would be me like coming on here and like donking on like the baby Muppets or something. Clifford. No, not even Clifford. It'd be like me dunking on fucking, I can't descendants but i kind of like descendants like it would be like dunking on a decom like it just is not that it's just not worth well, it well see to me since you're a person who is 28 yeah, years old and likes descendants i feel I like, like you, it i think it's fine i for feel what like it is. you are equipped to criticize this movie more the so movie's than, not like, very good it just it just is home alone again except they try and like make the villain sympathetic so it kind of makes everything weird and yeah. weirdly toned i don't know i want to talk about the movies that are getting picky Ooh. picky they're being put on the list uh king richard um i don't have a ton to say about the movie itself i'll be completely honest with you i think it's kind of a boring biopic in ways yeah. i kind of think the way i think it kind of paints a lot of things as like inspirational and good that are kind of like head scratchy to me and feel like asshole things yeah. but was it you that had the letterbox review of like i hate the idea that of like in movies when parents just decide the entire life of like what a person's gonna be yeah and and yeah. Th th this character explicitly does that he plans yeah. their entire life beforehand and it's just like ah i don't i don't love that i think that's one of those things that like seems heroic because you know that it worked out yeah but you know there are a thousand movies that could be made about where that did not work out correct right. i i i it's it's also a biopic that is like produced by the people involved which is always like a dicey proposition to me it's very much like another will smith movie pursuit of happiness another movie that i think he's incredible in and i think that the message of it is not great and that's kind of what I think maybe about King Richard, but Will Smith truly is really fucking good in it. So, I mean, he's, I think he's winning the Oscar. It's time for Will Smith to win the Oscar. Might not be the movie that he should win it for, but he's winning it. I've, uh, um, I've got a question for you. Have you seen the movie Bright? I've not yeah, seen Bright. I have. Is Will Smith good in that and does it? No. So, oh, he, Will Smith isn't even good in that. Not really. I mean, okay. everybody's kind of sleepwalking through that movie. That movie's odd. I don't know. The, okay. the other thing I was thinking about the other day is like, how many good directors has Will Smith worked with? Oh, because, yeah, it's, it's less than you think. Because Will Smith got so big that it just became like Will Smith projects. And he would like just bring, the guy who directed this is not somebody who's like really directed things before. But like it's Michael Mann is probably the biggest, most ator like director that he's worked with, which is kind of wild for somebody as famous and as renowned as he is. There's yeah. Guy Ritchie in Aladdin. And then Barry Sonnenfeld of, uh, Sonnenfeld of uh, Men in Black, but 
like right but that's early yeah that's early and it's still Barry son and yeah like it's like, good you know, but like i like him directed nine not, lives yeah, uh it's right it's not uh yeah steven spielberg or no i mean you've got i would love to see him collaborate with like a a really great like a martin Scorsese, that's my thing i i, I think smith it's like movie. time for will smith to like work with a director like he worked with m night but in M. Night's like down period and like yeah. on maybe one of his worst movies. And I'd say most people wouldn't even put M. Night in that conversation of like great directors for like an actor to work I with. think the best movie he's been in in at least five years is an Ang Lee movie. So there's that. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so, but I think that goes to the point. Like, I think if Will Smith was announced in or a Scorsese, a Paul Nolan, a PT, a fucking PTA movie actually would be phenomenal for Will Smith. But I mean, I, I, think I love Will PTA, is... but I don't know how many black people PTA has worked with. Um, but like if Will Smith could do what like Tom Cruise was allowed to do in Magnolia. Totally. In movie, I think that's mm, what I have fun. Tip. That I think this is going to be a, okay, fuck. Will finally got his Oscar. Because he has been trying to get it for a while. Fuck, he finally got it. It's the Leo thing. He finally got it. Maybe then he'd be more willing to like let go of the star image a bit. But he's also like on no. YouTube all the time. His I, career is so weird now. It's in a weird place. Is he involved in the the Bel Air show? I guess at an executive producer level, yeah. probably. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, not. he 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 bought that the rights to it. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has like a lot of control over it. Gotcha. I wonder I mean, how that's going to turn out. I'm really curious about that. I, I like that that's going to be like where his career goes, you know, but I almost. I would love to see him like in a, I mean, I w- would love to see him in like a Spike Lee movie or a, um, uh, like Barry Jenkins or, you know, like a, I think a, that a predominant, like a, a one of our big, like black auteurs. Put him in a Jordan Peele horror flick. That'd that would cool. also be really cool. I think that the issue is partly that he doesn't want to be directed. No, I think that is. I think he's in a weird thing where, like, he's yeah. in a spot like where Tom Cruise sort of eventually got, but Tom Cruise always worked with interesting people tom cruise like made a point of like well i'm going to work with every auteur tom cruise also started in movies as opposed to being mm-hmm. the biggest person in the world from tv right. then you can kind of pick your movie career which it, whereas tom cruise was like i'm gonna work my way up through movies i mean and that's true work with everyone then the will smith immediately was in blockbusters and tom cruise was in prestige stuff for a while yeah last like blockbuster well yeah but um i just it's, it's crazy because i do think like will smith is good in most movies he's not good in bright but he's good in most movies yeah. but but a lot of and and i realized this on you know the other show live and let cry when we watched pursuit of happiness how many will smith movies are good though like kind of less than you think it, it's it's so weird for somebody like that present but anyway yeah. he's winning the oscar king richard is fine and he's good at it is basically the larger point i just i, I mean he, he's it's, so it's fascinating to me the, you, you say and like i tend to agree with you that like oh it's crazy that will smith hasn't gotten his oscar yet but at the same time like 
you just said, and I also agree with this. I know. Like, how many good movies has he actually been in? It's like two, I mean, that's maybe? the thing. <laughs> like, that's the thing. He's just so good in the movies that he's in. Like yeah, Hancock, yeah. I love it, but it's it's not. Uh, most people want to call it a great movie. He's I say really it falls fucking, apart in the end, and that's what you like I the most love about it. it. I think the end is good. <laughs> but I think he's fucking good in it. Yeah, he's good. He's good I, in I, I Am Legend it, in a movie that's like, okay. It hasn't, yeah, lived, solid it hasn't like aged the best, and most of that's on like. I mean, other elements of it. I think he he should have won for Ali a long time ago. He should have, mm. and I think him not winning for Ali, kind I of. I mean, after Ali, well he him. was in Men in Black Two, Bad Boys Two. Yep, he went you back know, to those Jersey Girl, I Robot, like mm-hmm. back to the stable a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's oh, I don't he know. was in a Robert Redford movie. I didn't so I wonder if okay. he, he was making his his oh that was early, right? It was That's... right before Ali. It was I mean he went uh I mean Enemy of the State is also a Tony Scott movie. Okay, um, yeah. So you know his early he was working with big names, and then after that he started producing more with like iRobot is kind of where he started producing. A yeah. lot more. It feels weird that he's never been in a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, that right. Feels weird. Like the biggest movie star of a certain era, while Steven Spielberg was making some of the biggest movies. It's just, it's weird. I mean, how many Steven Spielberg movies star black people? Uh, um, um, I mean, yeah, Color, color purple, purple, famously. Color purple, okay, yeah. how many movies? How many Steven Spielberg movies in the past thirty years star black people? he's made so many movies i don't know okay so will smith is in the next david leach movie so that's a little interesting maybe maybe i don't love him as a director uh yeah and then he's doing antoine fuqua movies who doesn't necessarily make the best stuff i don't know i just um I, i i think a lot about like how will smith was supposed to be Django. um yeah, that would have been really interesting. I don't know if his comedy is the Tarantino comedy. No, not really. Again, I don't know how much he wants to be directed. I've not seen King yeah. Richard. I'm I'm looking forward to King Richard. I think but. King Richard is good. I I just it, or it's fine. It it's it. I don't know. It feels like Judy, the year Judy came out. It just like it's a really yeah. good performance, and the movie around it is like it's okay. What uh, what else did you see? I saw a, a movie that I really liked and thought basically I liked I think every element of it and it's called Tick Tick Boom. Oh yes, I'm looking forward to watching this one. It is very good. Andrew Garfield I think is really good in this movie. Thank God. Um it is his really good performance of the year. Um, you you liked him. I know you didn't love Tammy Faye, but you liked no, him. No, I don't. Tammy Faye, right? You don't no. like him in Tammy Faye? No. I kind of, I, I yeah. I don't, I don't think he's great in Tammy Faye. He's I think, fun. I think Jessica Chastain's, Chastain is good in it. But I, great in the movie, but yeah. I think his performance is a little off there. Mm. Um, but I think he's great in Tick, Tick, Boom. He's playing a guy who's about to turn 30 and is stressed out. Uh, because he hasn't made his big contribution to art yet. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> an insane plot for a movie, and I am a little bit pissed off that like you're like you're young. You could you could have more time to make your big 
play? No, his, no, his whole thing is, well, I mean, he mm, dies like three years after the events of this no, movie. So I guess he didn't have that. Much. I so mean, you, don't, you don't know anything about Jonathan Larson, do you? Uh, no, I know I made rant. Yeah, and died before it went its first uh, first performance. Gotcha. Died the night well, of its first performance. I feel like this would have been fun to learn in the context of the movie. So no, it's, that. no, you kind of... It, it's it's not I what mean, the movie's about. The, this he also movie takes place this, before then. He wrote before. this musical. Well, yeah, because he's fucking yes. alive in the movie. But <laughs> yeah. like, no, he, like he, he's going to end the I'm movie. I'm assuming with, it and ends with like the words. The words come on the screen that say he would die three years later. He would not see his show. Yeah, it realized. does. But and yeah. that would have made me feel emotions that now I'm not going to feel. Mm, I I think I think a good majority of the people who walk into this movie know that he's dead and the movie knows that people know that mm. because it also kind of starts with well, it. Like the movie that, doesn't that, know me. It's it's real life. I'm not going to fucking apologize for a spoiler I mean, for real life. Also, it's like for theater nerds. It's yeah. like an adaptation of an off-Broadway play. It's like this is a deep an off-Broadway one a off-Broadway one man show originally before they kind of reconfigured yeah. it to be a three-person performance but it was a one-man show and what is actually kind of brilliant about this is like they they took the one-man show elements and then crafted a biopic within it like it's doing kind of two things at once it's really cool and really good like it's a good adaptation it is not when when you go see Tick Tick Boom, you do not see this movie, like like it's it's different, like it's pretty vastly different, which is really cool. Wait, what? Um, I don't understand the sentence you just said. When you go see Tick Tick Boom, you do not see this. What are you? What are you? Right. Saying? So when you go see Les Mis, you see essentially what Les Mis the movie was, except for fucking suddenly and who goes? Oh, Tick shit. Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom is a musical. Yes. Oh, okay. Like yeah. it, it was a Broadway musical. No, it was a tick tick. Or... Uh, yeah, it was an off Broadway one man show. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rent this whole time, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Okay, because no. Rent is not a one man show. Not that even is close. what confused me. I was <laughs> like, a, a Rent was a one man show at first. Okay, cool. No. Didn't know that. Uh, tick but, tick okay. boom was a one man. I am tracking a... you now. I am on board. Yes. yes, it was. It was a one man like memoir esque show. Sure. And then this adapts it into also kind of like a biopic about this era of his life, which right. is really cool adaptation choice to function as kind of both things is like both the thing he wrote and then the biopic about him, uh, cool. which is really cool. Um, um, yeah, Jonathan Larson, he's an interesting figure in um, Broadway because he essentially wrote two things, this and Rent. Um, and it's about him trying to like fucking figure out he feels like he's running out of time, which has the extra weight um, like throughout. Cause you know that he eventually runs out of it. Um, and does he wonder how can you write when you're running out of time? I mean, kind of, um, I mean, yeah, basically, but his whole thing is like, he, he was obsessed with Sondheim. And the thing about Sondheim is he wrote, like he wrote he helped write he didn't write it by itself but he helped write west side story when he's 27 and so he's like comparing himself to his hero and he's like already past that and he's like freaking out and it's it's really mm -hmm. cool andrew garfield's so good in it um 
I think it's super well cast the whole way through. The man who plays Steven Sondheim is bitch perfect. Mark, do you know who plays Steven Sondheim? I do. I saw the cast list, and he's also in, also in Cabin in the Woods. We're talking about today. Okay, well, who is he? It's Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's he's not in it much, but it is just funny that Mm -hmm. he's Steven Sondheim. Um, The movie's incredible. It definitely hits for theater nerds, and I'm not even the biggest theater nerds. There's definitely, like, you see theater people you recognize throughout it, Um, but if Uh, you're a hardcore theater nerd. my head. Well, you know, a Hamilton people, and there's a couple okay, of them. them in there. And I yeah, know, like, you'll know. Kristen Chenoweth. So if she shows up, I'll She's know. Not it. Okay. Yeah. You, you'll, I mean, it's, it's Renee and Philippa. You see them in there. Lynn's in it for all of one second. Like, it's Thank not God. even like a, um, a big thing. Um, and then you see Bernadette Peters, I believe, in it. Um, Where'd she go? That's different. Um, <laughs> It's so good. I I love it. I I think it's I think it's really good. It's it's the reason it's not a five star movie for me is it is the first thing somebody wrote and it is solely about their life. So like it's a, it's a little messy and not fully like put together, but it's messiness and also it's Lin Manuel's first like yeah, director. How did he do debut. as a How did he do yeah, as a film director? It's good. Yeah. I, I I don't know that it like over the top like wowed me it was Mm -hmm. but it was more subdued than i expected which is actually probably the wiser choice Mm -hmm. um no i think i think he could be a i think he'll keep directing and he'll do good at directing like i think it's fairly well directed um yeah it's good watch it cabin in the woods yeah is another first directed movie by Drew Goddard. Directorial debut. We need yeah. to learn terms. First directed movie <laughs> by first directed movie. by, by man who the... make movie. Man who make movie. What do they call that? Man who make movie. Writer? Director. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. It's I don't a, know. It's a I don't big, want to talk about this. Movie. It's like a fairly big first movie. Let's go to you. Yeah. Pick this movie. You have to. I'm aware. And as I watched it, I was like, hmm, I've gotten old. I think. It's kind of how I walked away from this movie. Hey, what do you mean? I don't like it as much as I liked it in college. I, oh, okay. I, I, I think it was, I found it so fucking clever at the time. And now everything's like postmodern and meta deconstructions of horror right. movies. And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I, I think, we, so this is the second deconstructionist horror movie that we've covered on the show after Scream. Well, it's the first in 20 years. Um... Yeah. Screen, would you call Jennifer's body though? You are correct. I think both of those, the third, I think both of those movies are better than this movie, and I think both of those movies hold up better. I don't think that Jennifer's body is like a deconstructing a horror movie, it's good, it's great, it's kind of deconstructing some tropes, but it is not deconstructing slashers or deconstructing not as. Not in as like an obvious, like in your face way as both Scream and Cabin yeah. in the Woods are doing. Yeah, I think that you could describe both of these movies, Scream and this, as like a love letter to horror movies. Yes. Whereas think- Jennifer's Body is more of like a critique of, you You're know, right. uh, you know, female position horror movies. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. fair. Um, I think the thing with Scream is it still works very well as a slasher movie. And yeah. the thing that I realized while watching this one was I don't think the horror movie elements of this movie are really all that good at all. I 
kind they're fine. Of agree. They're they're good. I think the effects are good. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I just like Joss and Drew are just like not horror people. I don't think. Not really. I yeah. I think the I think they're thriller people, which is why yeah. Bad Times at the El Royale is so fucking good. And this works as a thriller. I mean, what the line between thriller and a horror movie is like paper it's thin and tricky. Cut yeah, I know. This is. This is a horror movie, though, before it's a thriller. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. It is. But yeah, I just I, I think all the Bradley Whitford. Um, Richard Jenkins. His, Richard Jenkins. That stuff's great in this movie. Yeah. Yes. But it's truly I think I the teen stuff just like I don't know. This time I just like didn't give a shit about any of it. Yeah. And it's like part of that. I don't know. And I it, picked this movie. I'm not often hard yeah, on my totally, own movies. Totally, totally. And, and I, it, I, listen, I it's like still a four movie. star movie. It's, yeah, I still yeah, like it. Yeah. It's just that this time I was like, oh, I used to think this was the most brilliant thing ever made, and now I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty yeah. good. I think that the- that's that's kind of how I felt about it when I rewatched it. Like I don't know, three ish years ago. It's been a I while. Was, since I was I kind of like, it. yeah, it's it's pretty good. Maybe not as good as I kind of thought it was in college, and I thought it was gonna fall even farther for me on this watch. And, you know, it's a it's just like a good movie. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like I if it's almost like, oh, I hate that movie. I, I don't really know where they would be coming from. Um, I don't think that it's as genius as we thought it was. No, but it's it's it's, it's very it's much a, a pretty smart movie. I will say it is. It, it's very yeah. much a movie for college. Like and that's not bad, but it very much is a movie for college, in my opinion. Like it's it's when you're like, oh, they can do this with movies. I think it's a movie for college, but not in the way that like Boondock Saints is a movie for college. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But sure. I, well, that it, movie's it, not for it, anything. That movie's the, for the garbage can. This movie is like in an interesting position, though, because I mean, we've talked about like how it looks and like the scope of it. Like it's a movie that's expensive. That's, that's like, yeah, it's expensive. It is a blockbuster movie that's like. That has the freedoms to be a hey, little weird and like hey, Chad, take these risks. Hey Chad, what's up? Can you can you just guess the budget for me? Oh God, Cody, have you looked at it? I know what it is because I always okay. look it up. I, I also just looked at it. I'm gonna guess need- hundred hundred mil. No, the thing is, it's Mark. Is, you're, not, you're gonna not fucking tell me what it's are you talking? Thirty mil. It's thirty, 30 mil? mil. Okay, which is a lot for a horror movie. Yeah, it is, but it is not a block. Buster, I don't think. But for a horror movie, like that's the thing. It's like an expensive, like yeah, what do you think? Fucking sure. Halloween. Let's look what Halloween 2018 like was made for. I would guess 20 mil for that. I'd say 50. You guys are dumbasses. Well, you're not dumbasses. You're my friends, and I love you. 10 million. 10 million. Really? Yeah. 10 million. Wow. That's the thing. Horror movies so damn. goddamn cheap. What's yeah. a horror movie we think costs a lot of so money? The Conjuring movies have become like the tentpole. Like, these, all right, Conjuring the, the Devil made me do it. Conjuring the Devil made me do it. I'm going to guess 15 mil. Wow. A lot. Okay. <laughs> 39. Oh, 39. 39. Okay. I, I just but looked that's, up. That's like the 10th installment of a, like a franchise that always just prints money mm-hmm. and like and it had truly... barely more of a budget than this movie 10 years prior right guys so i also just looked up debut i also looked up malignant which is a blank check from a superhero director okay don't t- don't tell I'm, us malignant yet i'm gonna i guess wasn't for, going i'm to. gonna guess 40 mil though okay hold on before you guess 50, what i want to tell you is 
Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It went on HBO Max, released yeah. while the pandemic was still iffier than it remains being yeah. iffy. Yeah. That movie has fucking grossed $200 million. Yeah, they print money with these they Conjuring movies. They print money. Insane. They will never stop making Conjuring <laughs> movies because well, it's like, oh, we could use more money. <laughs> oh, put on a Conjuring movie? Okay, yeah, so they also, they also released early when no one was seeing movies and That's nothing true. was else was coming out. So right. like also, it was... It was in the top five for a long time, long time. As we know, that movie yeah. is probably the most forgettable movie I've seen this year. That movie is kind of not good, but it's it's bad when the premise of the Conjuring is like this shit really happened, and you're sitting in the audience being like, "Well, no, it didn't. Like, I yeah. know what happened. Like, yeah, they just oh, no, lied clearly about this he one was thing. just trying to <laughs> yeah, he just get was the lying. plea to get yeah, off on. on murder. Yeah, this one's um, a lie. Yeah. The other ones hey, got me. Uh, hey. They're all lies." Oh, uh, no, anyway. I know, but this one, it, it, I normally can buy into the world of any movie, and in that one, I was just yeah. like, Mm-mm, no, because this one was like a murder <laughs> trial. You were just yeah. like, ooh, yeah, this one anyway, feels a little gross, a little, little too God's not dead. Yeah, <laughs> Malignant, I think probably was like a twenty million dollar budget. Yeah, Chad was exactly correct. 40? 40? 40, yeah. And that Ooh. one's just got crazy special effects on it. Is crazy special effects, no cast, no cast to, to speak of. And like James Wan probably made a good like seven on it or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so Cabin in the Woods making that in 2012, like having that budget, like it's it's big and it's weed. Yeah. And I guess who got it through? I guess. It was, and, and Goddard had like a, a, some writing credits at that point. For like he had Buffy worked closely and... with Whedon and JJ both. Yeah. Um, he wrote Cloverfield, uh, yep. which was a big yes. hit. Um, wrote on Lost, wrote on Buffy, wrote on Alias. Like it, it was basically yeah. being passed back and forth between Joss and JJ Abrams, um, up until this movie, which so was I guess my this movie which was, was still was still being pa- tossed between Joss, right? And JJ. Which is funny because in 2012, I would have been like, wow, that's the fucking dream, those two are my favorite, <laughs> and then in 2021 my opinion on both of them is like yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I working with jj would still be fun be cool yeah i would like I to st- see him make an original movie me too. i still working I still, with him on his next original would be great uh his first original uh, i mean i love super eight super i love eight super eight is an original movie please don't i mean it's not it easy it is an, it is an homage but if if that is not an original movie, then there are no original movies anymore. All right, that's what the fucking internet tells me. Um, Hollywood's got no ideas. You know? Hollywood's Hollywood. got no ideas. Hey, this come on, franchise that. Are after. they gonna re- are they gonna reboot Kramer versus Kramer next? Yeah, they we did. It's called Marriage story. story. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I guess that's true. story. We didn't. We didn't have this. I'm on the wiki. Are they gonna page. reboot I, freaking Sophie's <clears throat> Choice? Who is it now? Sophie's Choice 2. Sophie's Choice 2. It now just she got, got complicated. Kid. She got another kid she got to decide between. Where'd this kid come from? Sophie's Choice 2. Wait, no, I want the other one. Oh, no. It's a really um, dark, depressing movie. I have, I'm have. i I'm currently doing my research about Cabin in the Woods, and by that, by that I mean I opened up a Wikipedia page. Oh, and, hell yeah. Uh, Go off, King. Go off, King. We didn't describe the film as an attempt to revitalize the horror genre. Um, my butt, Joss which, where is the horror genre in 2011? Okay, Googling. Uh, he called it a quote, paranormal activity was like to the genre. Paranormal activity was on its like third movie, and those were huge. Yeah. Uh, in like it was on its second movie in 2011. Okay. Um, but 
good movies. Extremely yeah, I mean, good it was movie. really taking off, and like the, that found footage subgenre was like there were so many copycats at that point. Uh, okay, so Scream Four came out in 2011. Good movie. Attack the Block came out in 2011. Not a horror movie. No, it's on this list. It's got aliens, I guess. Um, the Thing remake. Okay, so that one's not great. <laughs> Contagion is on this list. I mean, okay, fair. hold on. Just look at like 2010s horror movies. Not. I'm looking at 2011. Paranormal Activity three. Chad was right. Uh-huh. Um, came really? out in 2011. Okay, 20, you what, know what? This... What Paranormal Activity did we see in theaters? In 2013. Uh, four. Would have been four. Ooh, Insidious came out in 2010. Yeah. Fuck off, Joss Whedon. Insidious. But, like, but there were movies like the Friday the 13th reboot, the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, Piranha, like all these movies that were like kind of like, ugh, what is this? like that might be yeah. more what he's referring to. In I, well, I so he has so. this quote about like he calls it a loving hate letter. And it's a like he's like. You know, we don't like kids acting like idiots. We don't love torture porn. We mm-hmm. don't love sadistic comeuppance. To me, this movie, like, yes, it's got a lot of Evil Dead stuff in it. And like, it's pretty much yeah, Evil it's Dead on its surface level. Dead. Yeah. But like, as far as the characters goes, it feels like it's directly parodying that like... Um, it's Friday the, Friday the 13th, 13th. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. But particularly the reboot from like 2006, I think. Yeah, for, for, I think Friday that's the 13th. true. Uh, you guys want to know something funny? Um, Mike Flanagan's first movie came out in 2011. If you want to talk about revitalizing the horror genre, oh uh, no way! What was his first movie? Abs- absentia, absentia, okay. absentia, absentia. I I do want to watch like all of his stuff now. Midnight Mass really put me over the edge of like loving him. And all I his... have liked everything I've seen except yeah. for I don't love Before I Wake, and I think Oculus is okay, okay. but it Oculus but some people fun. love it. Oculus is fun. I mean, it's it's very much just like a turn it on for the thrills kind of movie for me. But like, totally. I, I think that there's room for that. I love I love that kind of thing. Doctor Sleep though, good movie. Yeah, I don't I don't love Doctor Sleep. Um, I want to watch the director's cut. I want to watch the director's cut. I liked it even without the um, director's cut, but I still am. I also I watched it yeah. week. Two. I went back and I saw my Letterboxd review. It was like in the middle of like me being locked down i couldn't leave my house because of the pan- yeah. pandemic and the civil unrest uh, outside yeah um rough so times. i was in a really really dark place when i watched that movie and i even put that in the review like i don't know if this movie's bad or if i'm just in the worst headspace so you, i've ever been in in my so life so you didn't see it in theaters then no i didn't i watched okay. it on uh got on it. plex got it um yeah mike flanagan good though yeah i don't know joss whedon shut up <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's weird that Joss Whedon has never worked in the horror genre bef- after this or before I mean, this. I mean, you Buffy could is say borderline, Buffy, but, Buffy, but Buffy is also like a twist on the horror genre. Yeah, it's playing with the genre. Yeah, it's playing. It, it is interesting that. to like play with a genre you've never like taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, like, if, I think if someone were to like play in the the rom com genre and they just wanted to like talk about how bad it was, that's like mm. not that interesting. That has been done before. I'm positive. Oh, totally has. Could, but could you, it's still not good. Did you accuse David Wayne of doing that with the? Uh, I don't think together? so. I don't think so because of like Wanderlust, like has he, romance elements, he right? Likes, like he I likes think. the genre genuinely. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of his movies, like Role Models, had like I don't know if it was like a rom com, but it was kind of like. It had like a heart. It was like that comedy with a heart kind of thing. Totally. Like Judd Apatow tries to make. 
Yeah. yeah. I say tries to make like I don't like Jared Apatow. Like, yeah, Jared Apatow makes movies good movies. He's good. He like invented that genre yeah. of comedies. Yeah. There's actually what am I talking about? There, there's weirdly not many Judd Apatow movies that I don't like. Yeah, I need to watch more. I haven't seen Funny People. That's his best one. That I is simply his best one. I really liked King of Staten Island, and I feel like King of Staten really Island's like... so good. I was train wrecked. I didn't see train wreck. It's good. It's yeah. good. It's his most like standard comedy. Mm-hmm. It, it's less the like drama stuff. I think the one I don't love is This Is Forty. Um, okay, but, but I kind of like that one either. I kind of like the rest of them quite a bit, actually. I thought This Is Forty is pretty fine. Some I mean, people I like it. I just don't are, love it. I don't think any of them are bad. Um, yeah. yeah, he's good. His next movie. Oh, God, fuck. <sighs> his next movie. Oh, so let me tell you the cast. Karen Gillan, Pedro Pascal, Leslie Mann, Rob Delaney, Fred Armisen, David Duchovny, Peter Serafinowicz, Keegan-Michael Ooh. Key, Maria Ooh. Bakalova. Um, I like all of these people. Why are you upset? So you love all those people, right? That yeah. movie sounds so good. I think every single that one cast, of them I'd be like, ooh, I like that person. sounds incredible. I want to yeah. see it. It sounds yeah. so funny. Yeah. Follows a group of actors and actresses. Okay. I mean, okay. come on. I'm in. Oh, man. They're in a hotel. They're attempting to complete a film. Okay. 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 Because okay. they're stuck inside a pandemic bubble. Uh, and that's it. That's uh, where it's at, actually. That's so, that's where it is. Yeah. We're about to enter that era. I mean, we we hit like a the the TV world the TV world hit that era like a year ago when everyone right. felt like they had to have their pandemic episode, the very special right. episode about the one thirty minute or or, or one hour uh, period of time where characters had to deal with the pandemic. Right, right, right. Uh, like as if it didn't affect us for two fucking years. Um, yeah. And now we're going to start seeing the movies here's the thing judd apatel is probably going to make a good version of that movie we're going to see a lot of yeah. bad versions and he'll probably do a good one but i anticipate crazy. i'll do like a three and a half star letterbox review and say wow Perfect. i didn't think a pandemic That's a judd movie, apatel movie. done but judd yeah. did it yeah yeah perfect um okay okay here's, Cabin in the here's woods. my quick family little question to you guys okay yep. was this movie do you think that I remember watching this movie for the first time and being confused by what was happening, especially yeah. because it starts at the facility or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I didn't know was going to happen. The first time I saw this movie and that happened, I was like, oh, what? Right. Um, uh, yeah. Do you think that this movie is good at like carrying the mystery or is it just confusing or is it like pretty clear what's going on the whole time? I think it's pretty clear what's going on mm-hmm. once you start the movie but if you had just seen the trailers I mean that's I think where it's, you're thrown. it's hard to say now that I've been watching this movie for six years yeah, yeah. like I feel you know, like it, years, it eases you into it like at a pretty good rate like you you see that there's some facility something's going on they're worried about Japan but it doesn't really make any sense Mm-hmm. And then you're in with these characters. People are watching them. Things are are kind of crazy. And then you start to realize, okay, they're manipulating things. You've got this nice audience surrogate, the new guy who's yeah. like being yeah. told things. And like, so you're, it kind of like explains itself as you go at a pretty good pace, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a solid tight movie. I feel like you never have like information overload, but you also aren't ever left like in each moment you have a good grasp on like what the immediate goal is for the characters you know yeah Yeah. i think that this being a 95 minute movie 
I don't think it feels like a 95 minute movie, but like not in a, I don't think it feels longer. I think that it feels like this movie covers so much ground that mm-hmm. I feel like it should be two hours, but it, it fits into 90 minutes like perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like maybe a little confusing why they're doing what they're doing. Like they give the explanation and then you're just kind of like, okay. Um, yeah, it's a ritual sacrifice. Yeah, but they're they're very much like, okay, you got to have the virgin and the fool and the blah blah blah, and it's like, <laughs> okay, 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 and then they're like, but we're we've got we're the fail safe in case Japan doesn't, and it's like, well, Japan's not having to do all those tropes. They're doing J. Right, some throwaway line earlier how every culture does it a little bit differently. Yeah. Oh, okay, like I'm, I must yeah. have missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like, mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a funny idea of like, oh, what if everything we see in horror movies is like manufactured because we need it to be. Which like, if they can get Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford back to do like a mystery, mystery theater, mystery science theater 3000 type thing where it's like, yeah. they, they do the boardroom of each of these old horror movies as they're going. That'd be mm. a fun little, little thing to do. Well, the, it, everyone dies at the end of this movie is the issue right but they'd uh, all be prequels is what i'm saying you i think that there are a lot of the jenkins down there are a lot of good sequel opportunities here i guess prequel opportunities as well yeah um yeah it's a it's a number we don't see them it's kind of um, interesting it's never been touched it is and How i wonder right because horror uh, movies... it made 66 okay it doubled its budget doubled its budget but like Horror movies make stupid money, and that's not stupid money. Well, they make stupid returns on investment is the thing. They don't necessarily always make a ton, but they do an usually cheaper to make than this was, though. But you would think like there would have been like a a direct to DVD sequel, or you would have thought that like, I guess it's, I mean, here's the truth. It's probably because it's Lionsgate. Because otherwise, I feel like somebody would have bought the right to it, and we would have had a Cabin in the Woods TV series by mm. now. Um, right. I don't know if I want a TV show. I would love a like anthology show, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also like any know, like anthology a show. comedy about like this. This yeah, place. it's a workplace comedy, but it's also an anthology every season where like the workplace stays the same, but the right. anthology of the like that actually sounds good as hell. I actually like, I actually like that so much. Time. I actually I, like that. I think that if I if I the anthology that I would want is in different cultures, which then you would have I mean, to cool. you know basically do like a whole Japanese cast and you know and Japanese I think it'd be cool. filmmakers I think to be yeah. like fully yeah um, at that point Joss Whedon real. is just out. Not because he's yeah. racist by any means, but just because. Is he racist? Is that the thing? I thought he was. No, no. Sorry, no. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying that oh, okay. he's out. He's oh, out because okay. he doesn't. He okay. doesn't know yes. the the tropes, yes. and he's not. Right. You know, gonna. Right. He would have a producer credit, I'm sure. Yeah. But no, he's um, just a jerk. Is the main thing, right? Yeah, he's kind of a shitty dude. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Like, I mean, he he's just been really, really fucking shitty. Like in the workplace, is kind yeah. of what it is. Like, yeah, yeah it's a not... Scott Rudin type. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there is some obvious like sexism kind of baked into the stuff that he does, but it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. A TV show might be interesting. I don't know. I, I it feels like a weird untouched thing. And horror movies. It's kind of what I like about horror movies is it's very rare that horror movies are like sacred. You know, right. like 
It's like well, Halloween is like one of the most like renowned, like incredible slasher franchises. A masterpiece. But three years ago, we were just like, yeah, let's scrap everything and do everything yeah, except let's just the do first it. movie. And then I think the, the reason that horror movies are not sacred is because horror franchises exist and are yeah. like, mm-hmm. like they're horror movies are so profitable that they get like sequelized incredibly quickly. So like, oh yeah, the way things become sacred is that they are like left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like movies like Escape Room. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, we're gonna get, you're gonna get a second one of that. Shut up. Like, yeah. we're we're on our sixth purge. We we just had a Paranormal just, Activity. Movie we're on our sixth Paranormal out. Activity. Yeah, uh, seventh, I think seventh. There's also a Purge TV show. Yeah, there is a Purge TV show, which I don't know if truly anyone in the world watched. It was on USA, like, like broadband. Eric is welcome. Like, yeah. yeah, streaming on TV. No one watched it. Yeah, Insane. it's it's. But I kind of love that about horror. I mean, I guess you have your few like. You have Rosemary's Baby, but that got remade as like a TV series. You have The Shining, which got and remade as a TV sleep. series and yeah. a like sequel. Yeah. Like I, I kind of like that about horror movies. Like they're just like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of John Carpenter movies and like every fucking one of his movies basically has been remade. Like all those good ones. like Psycho that gets the yeah. Bates Motel treatment years down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there was also Psycho 2 that came out. Like, yeah, I mean, they, well, there they was Psycho had, like, 2 Psycho and sequels. I think there's Psycho 3. And then there oh, was yeah. the Psycho remake, which is the shot for shot remake. Like, gosh, that's insane. Which that is crazy. honestly like being too precious with the IP. That's almost like the opposite of like the, the larger. Yeah. Point. I mean, if, if you're going to do it about any of them, I guess Psycho is the one to do it about. Yeah. But I don't know. It's cool. I and yeah. I I horror is just such like a wide range of things. I love when they're in the like monster like drawer place or whatever, and there's so many different monsters. I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think two of the most um, acclaimed horror films of late were Jordan Peele's first two films, uh, correct? Us and Get Out. And I think that those will be two movies, maybe less so with us, but certainly with Get Out, that we will they're, continue to be precious about. And not kind of hard to sequelize. Sounds like I'm like belittling yeah. what it is. Those movies are fantastic, but like I don't really see yeah, the franchise opportunity. I mean, I can see the franchise opportunity of both of those movies, I guess, but I don't think that Jordan Peele wants that. I don't think we really want that. I think you could do us too. I don't think mm-hmm. you could do Get Out too, in like as good of a way. Us kind of sets up for a sequel at the end, yeah, you know, in a does. way that has not really been set up for. Yeah. Us yeah. ends in a similar way to this, where just like the bad thing happens. Yeah. 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 They're all out. They're holding hands. That's ki- that's kind of what's fun about horror movies too. Is sometimes the bad thing just happens. Yeah. Sometimes every... you triumph over evil, and then other times they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Oops. Every Paranormal Activity movie except the most recent one ends with our protagonist just dying and evil wins. Like, yeah, the way crazy. the new one ends is weird. I'm confused. It's interesting. I hope it's setting up for a cool sequel and like we can, I see, didn't I like guess, that. I did not like that movie at all. Um, I, no, you didn't. And it was, it was weird to me. It was just a fun ride. It was like, Oh, these movies are so scary. I just, it, 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 oh. it didn't follow the paranormal activity rules. Well, 
and it's not connected to the lore at all. And I'm like, well, fuck I off. Think they're gonna. So we have like, when they this, connect, I'll be. We have Toby it. is out there. He's got a body after Paranormal Activity Six. After the right. most recent Paranormal Activity, we've got this other demon boy. I think we got to make him fight in the future. We get All right, Toby versus fun. Demon Boy. I might be um, interested, but yeah, th- this one I just was kind of like they kind of break the rules with the camera sometimes in that movie, and it's there just was like, only one scene where it was like inexplicable. I don't know why they did it. It it's was so confusing, bizarre. Because it's also the movie like, said during the pandemic, but not really. Right, it's so right. weird. Well, they're, they're in the middle of nowhere, so it's well, <laughs> no, whatever. it's fine. But it's it's weird but, that they make a point to be like, oh, uh, I've got a mask, uh, and then they talk about <laughs> yeah. COVID. Yeah. And then they don't talk about it the rest of the movie. It's like, you didn't yeah, have to do that it's part. Fine. It's interesting. It's whatever. But, oh, I could talk about this movie more later. But <laughs> um, Weird. It's fun. I love that franchise so much. Monsters. Back to Cabin in the Woods. How do we, I, I feel like this movie is setting the old gods as like the audience surrogate. Yeah. Thus, we like, are demanding the blood. We are demanding the sacrifice. We are the demanding horror the, movies. We're demanding the tropes. Yeah, exactly. Right. How do that makes me feel kind of weird. I don't love that. <laughs> it's kind of, it's one of those like, which it happens in video games all the time recently, mm-hmm. but it, and it happens in movies some where it's like, Hey, we're going to show you all this blood. We're going to make you do this violent shit in the video games. It's going to be so crazy. And you're kind of having fun doing it. Um, but fuck you. You're actually bad. That's what the end's yeah. about is actually you're bad. Yeah. And it's like, well, you made the movie. <laughs> like, are you made yeah. the video game? You did game? this to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're right, though. It, it does mm-hmm. kind of pose that. And it's like a fun, uh, it's very much uh, Mr. Hand at the end of Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the comment that it's trying to make. And I just kind of am like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, it's, it's a little movies. judgmental. That's fine. But, like, it's, yeah, it's, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's like, cool take i guess i I think that it kind of probably loses like half a star there for me and and yeah kind of like blaming you the viewer it's like you're the one that's making all these people die and it's like no i'm watching movies i am watching are not actually dying i watch fake (laughs) we gotta think violent video games and r-rated movies are what leads to so much death in the real world wow really makes you think there wasn't any death until they invented video games until a movie came out or horror we started coming out people started dying the minute the minute nosferatu came out they were like fuck i guess i better go shoot up some people remember in the bible remember in the bible when cain and abel were playing call of duty (laughs) yeah and that's what led and eve walked in and was like you guys can't be doing this and like uh, Eve was on her Apple computer. Huh? <laughs> oh wow, good one, Mark. Um, yeah, I don't. Th- that judgmental stuff is a little annoying because it's kind of like I think there's a lot of there's there's obviously so much value in horror movies because a it's where a lot of directors cut their teeth because they're so cheap and that's where a lot of our best people come from. But also like a lot of like horror movies have really like interesting shit to say like they're really yeah. good social commentaries i'm a little like yeah, i don't like, know if i've talked to you guys about this now but right now we're in a weird era of like the subtext being text in horror movies which is like it's not bad if you can do it really well like jordan peele can do it really well like mm-hmm. 
but th there's a lot of those like social issue horror movies where they're like instead of like subtly being about the thing that you're we're talking, talking, you're talking about like antebellum or something antebellum like or yeah. kind of even Candyman, even though i like yeah, elements i didn't of Candyman. watch Candyman. i didn't end up seeing it but but they're very much like oh we're about and we're going to tell you what we're about instead mm -hmm. of like you know uh night of the living dead or you know other like older movies that were like subtly about things and so they but they're that also malignant is like subtly about what if there was a weird face on the back of your head. that's true that's yeah, why horror I mean, movies like, also good is sometimes like it is just like what if there was a monster well the thing is that they, can be made that's about like suppressing negative emotions and then things coming out but like yeah i, I mean i think that it's partially about like abusive relationships yeah, yeah it's about that but too. it's also just about like you know what if you have someone uh, spoiler I, we already spoiled it like my apologies what if there's someone living in the back of your fucking skull yeah exactly like, it's like I love a horror movie that just feels like, yo, what if some crazy shit happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just watch it happen. I mean, that is also good. And this yeah. one tries to walk the line of like, oh, here's like a cool idea for a horror movie, but also mm. you're bad for watching horror movies. Right. Yeah. right. Like, you, right. you made the fucking thing. Like <laughs> you did it. You did it to me, man. Um yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like the original Halloween. It's like, yeah, it's it's about suburbia and how you feel so safe in suburbia and what if like something came in and like fucked it up and mm -hmm. nobody knew what was going on because we all live in our enclosed spaces mm -hmm. in suburbia whatever the most it's also about us it's also about a man who just stabs people <laughs> like you know like the most recent one is about, about evil dying tonight and yeah. how and how evil dies tonight and then also how no it doesn't dies tonight. well no, it's also about evil trauma. dies in the next one. <laughs> oh, okay well, the it's first one's about trauma. The second one's about mob justice, kind of. Right. I don't know. Yikes. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's about how evil dies tonight. It's not, though, because it doesn't. Well, why do they say it a hundred times in the movie if that's not what the movie's about? Well, because it was going to happen. That was their plan, but okay. best laid plans. Um, yes, hey, do on. you guys think it's fun that there's a bunch of like unknown actors in this movie and also Superman? I mean, Captain America, not fucking Superman. I'm Thor. 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 You idiot. Look, there's too many Chris's, and also none of the Chris's are Superman. But I think it's funny that this movie is like four fucking unknown who yeah. knows who these fuckers are, and also for right. goddamn Thor is there. The year Thor came out. Or yeah, actually, this comes out the year no. after, but it was supposed to come out yeah. the same year. This also is written by like Thor's friend, Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joss works on this and then works, yeah, with Chris Hemsworth again. Um, I want to talk about the monsters. There's a Hellraiser, yes. there's a ballet girl, there's a mermaid. Some of those are fun because some of them are like, oh, uh, you're merman merman some of those are like okay you're hellraiser basically yeah. um yeah. and then others are like i'm not quite sure what you're supposed yeah, you to be, get a but... glimpse of like the twins that look like they're from the shining yes in one of the boxes i mean yeah. there is the the this is just evil dead like well yeah that's kind of yeah i think why the horror stuff is well no evil dead's like zombies right these like it's not also the, zombies well but these are like hicks it's it's kind of doing like a mix of like texas chainsaw hills have eyes and evil dead with its monster sure. but it's literally yeah. the necronomicon that they open which is obviously evil dead right so and they the kind of do a mix looks there. like the evil dead cabin like yeah yeah the cinematographer also shot evil dead too i found out interesting oh, i was on a different I, wikipedia page 
I am not the biggest fan of those Evil Dead movies. Which I like is, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 and 3 are fun. I, I like I never saw Army, Army of Darkness. I never saw Army of Darkness. I still is, haven't is, seen that one. <laughs> Army of Darkness is wild. There's a yeah. It's I mean, Army of Darkness is like what if they go to the Middle Ages? Yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> I've heard fucking, the show is good. I've heard. Ash I watched. I watched some of the show. Okay. It's it's fun. I mean, like at the the third one gets like even slapstickier than the second one, mm-hmm. and like that is what's fun about the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Did you guys know what there's like clown the clown left, left yeah, for dead. Name. Left for Dead bad guys in the back of this. Oh, really? Because Left for Dead was supposed to have a DLC of this movie. That's funny. Um, but there were so many like like delays and like people like companies got bought, so it just never happened. Well, was that it going to be like you play in the cabin and below the cabin is this like, yeah. facility? That's yeah, funny. I think so. That's a lot of fun. Which sounds like an amazing video game. Yeah. Okay, so apparently. Oh God! There's a whole like wick, like a like a, you know, uh, what are those called? Fandoms, yeah. the yeah. fandoms. Uh, so you have the clowns, obviously. You have the deadites, and those are Evil Dead um, okay. characters. Okay. Uh, you have the doctors. You have a giant snake, a Hell Lord. I guess that's Hellraiser. You yeah. have Jack O' Lantern. I guess that's doing trick or treat. Uh, you have mummy mutants reanimated. You have Sasquatch, Wendigo, Yeti. Pterodactyl, inexplicably. Yeah. Cool. Uh, drag. Well, that's the dragon bat, actually. Oh, okay, dragon bat. Then there is alien beast. There is the angry molesting tree, which is another Evil Dead thing. Yeah, another, yeah. Um, the twins, snowman, sexy witches, uh, sugar plum fairy, um, unicorn. I feel like I would have remembered. Unicorn's sugar. good. The unicorn, unicorn is fun. The unicorn is great. It's it weird because it's like that's not a horror movie yeah. thing. Why is a unicorn in this? Um, then you have Wraith's zombie redneck torture family is the one who's actually in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Then there's n- normal zombies. zombies. Yeah. Um, oh, let me do another quick run. Oh god. Okay, quick. Um, there is slow walking creepy girl, the blob. Um, I'm skipping through some of these. There's a Cthulhu, there's a Cyclops. Killer birds, giant alligator, ant, ape, cat, centipedes, crow, deers, ferrets, floating head, insects, lizards, millipede, owl, tarantula, toad, woman. Yeah, there's a lot of just fucking shit in there. Yeah, there's just like a lot of um, Japanese floaty girl. Apparently, the Ku Klux Klan is in it. I didn't see them. Oh, Uh, when one of the elevator doors open, a bunch of blood comes out like The Shining, and that's fun. Oh, Oh, you're right. There are pterodactyls, but that's in a deleted scene. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, there's um. The to be fair, I was man. talking about the dragon bats. I just thought that they were yeah actors in my mind. There's a troll, and then apparently there's a fuck ton of more characters who are listed in the novelization, and even <laughs> more that are in the visual companion. Apparently, there was a universal attraction. I guess for one of the Halloween Horror Nights, they did Cabin in the Woods, and That's they kind of should do sense. Cabin in the Woods every single Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it was like easy to do. Dude, but- the us haunted house at uh, universal horror nights is the best one i've ever been in i didn't go this year because i was still a little nervous about covid i've gone to theme parks. this was like two years ago when i went yeah i've I've gone to theme parks quite a bit during this and have felt fine but haunted houses especially you get so close to other people yeah that i just it made me a little there's a screaming you just like spew out your yeah Yeah. Uh, but i'll probably go to the next one um 
So we talked about the monsters. Do we uh, want to go ahead and do cape check? Yeah, let's do cape check. Let's wrap it up. Where's this movie, I, this movie's good, but I don't like it as much as I used to. Is basically where I'm at on it. There's Thor. There's Joss Whedon, and there's Sigourney Weaver from The Defenders. She played the hand. Uh, yes. We had to figure that out from the last time Sigourney Weaver popped up. Yes. When did she pop up before? I don't know, but I feel like we had to figure out that she was in Where the Defenders. Where did she pop up forgot. before? Oh, are we done with Cape Check, though? Uh, no. But, yeah, so you know, alumni will be faster. <laughs> so, um... I speaking, bet of the, speaking of uh, the Defenders, who's uh, who's a member of the Defenders? Iron Fist. I mean, Daredevil. Who who directed the Daredevil? Oh, Drew Goddard. Right, Drew Goddard. right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot that. Well, is that is that it for Cape Check then? That's all that you're gonna get. Bradley Whitford was in Marvel What If, and also a Captain oh. Marvel. Yes, or, yes, he uh, is. Yeah. He he plays. He's yeah. the Captain Carter like asshole because right. he he is in Agent Carter yep. one shot. He's, he's in a one shot. He's the guy yeah, okay. who's like telling her, like, you're a lady, you can't do this. He's that one shot's in, pretty good. He's also in uh Godzilla King of the Monsters, and that's kind of a superhero movie. Okay. I didn't tell Godzilla. <laughs> um, um Fran Kranz, I'm sure oh, is the ahead. voice. Fran Kranz is like the voice of somebody in a anime. I don't thing. think so. Not that oh, I saw. Okay. Well, Amy Acker definitely is. Amy Acker is in uh Gifted, the X-Men TV show that's on the <laughs> X-Men TV show. Oh, yeah, she's the mom. Oh. Um, and she's just like a facility technician here. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Tim Dizarn, uh, that is. Mordecai is in a movie you guys have covered. The two of you have covered this movie. <laughs> a Spider-Man film. I don't know. He is Mary Jane's dad in the first Spider-Man movie. So he just yells off screen. I, th- I think you see him once. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when she's like taking out the trash he like opens the door and then yeah. shuts it yeah something like that now we have counted the twilight movies in the past well duh mm-hmm. they're vampire movies uh patience buckner the the little girl the actress who played patience buckner the the little zombie girl oh, yeah. is the the oh, oh is she vampire she's the Comic-Cans. she's the what she's the the one they find the the vampire child yes yeah yeah oh, yeah, and then much. Matthew Buckner was in Watchmen. Which one? Uh, the movie. He was right. Dollar Bill. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's one of the retro ones. Richard anyway, Jenkins that's, hasn't done a superhero. Let's keep check. Richard Jenkins has not done a superhero thing, which is kind of weird. You feel like he'd just be a ringer for like, yeah, you know, playing yeah. a supporting role in a superhero movie. Um, yeah, all right, who do we got for alumni? Uh, well, we got Chris Hemsworth because we talked about Avengers Infinity War once. Yes. Oh. Um, right. We've got Drew. We talked about uh, Cloverfield, right? So, yeah, Drew yep. Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got him. Um, Joss Whedon, we haven't had. You guys want to circle back to Sigourney? Yeah, Sigourney, Sigourney because we, yeah. what was she in? in something. Was she a it was, a, it was a voice, voice actress. Was it Tintin? No. Was it Ringo? No. Was it Sigourney is oh, was in it Iron Giant? Finding no. Nemo? No. Sigourney Weaver is in Wally. Yes. Yes. I don't remember who she is. I'm so ma- I think we named every single animated movie before we got to Wally. Didn't Nuh-uh. get to Incredibles. Or Lion, didn't do King. Lion King either. Yeah. Or Princess and the Frog. Okay. Um, hey, look, Cody likes his tunes. 
All right. Yeah, I like my tunes. Who, who else do we have? There's one more. Uh, we have not talked about Franz Kranz or Chris. Oh, Jenkins, Connelly. Richard Jenkins. Jenkins had before he was in. And oh, what was he in? Well, he's in Shape of Water, but that was like a picky. That wasn't like I bet he's in picky. Burn After Reading. He, he is in Burn After Reading. Is yeah, that's he's right. The the sad sack uh, manager at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the... in love with Francis McDormand. Look at us go. We did it. Did Good it. job, boys. Fran Kranz, the fucking stoner in this movie, has written and directed a movie that is getting Oscar buzz this year. Which character was the stoner? Which one smoked pot? It was hard to tell. <laughs> it was hard to tell, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it the one with the bomb or any of the other characters? Was it the one who talked like he was a fucking cartoon character of a stoner? Um, yeah. We have we haven't talked about all of the fucking Reddit posts that are like, did you guys know this is Scooby Doo? Well, duh. <laughs> I don't um, know. I guess you've got Daphne's a whore now. You have to. I mean, that's the virgin. You have yeah, to yeah. call her that. Uh, you got Fred as the jock. Shaggy is the stoner, and Scooby's yeah, then it, the fool. Yeah, there's sure. really Scooby would be the f- the fool. Well, yeah. No, oh, but yeah, he's the stoner and the fool are Shaggy's, different things. Shaggy's the fool. So like, Shaggy's the fool. What was the really, other? One? It really no, bookish down one. to the bookish well, one no, is Velma, Velma is. I think Scooby's the virgin because he hasn't had sex. <laughs> oh, he's definitely had sex. I I think the have implication is fucked up because it's being it like it ends okay, up being like the black guy's the dog. The black guy's like, the dog. That's not yeah. good. Yeah, like the other ones. Yeah, kind of makes sense. But the rest of it fits guy. pretty well. well no, because but... the the scholar is what he's supposed to be, and that just doesn't fit with Scooby. Like he's supposed to be like the bookish, the scholar. So and he's that, Velma. That's more Velma. So you got to find a new virgin. And I think hey, you have to say that Scooby-Doo is the virgin. I, I guess what I will say is, hey, maybe it's not Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that what they mean to say is that Fran Kranz would be a good Shaggy. Is yeah, really that's what they're sure. yeah, that's what they're trying to say. Say that. But like, <laughs> um, you don't have to call Daphne a whore. <laughs> truly like Fran Kranz may get nominated for an Oscar this year. And it, it's just weird. It's it's a weird world that we live what, in where careers are that long. Mass, not not acting wise. He wrote he and is, directed. He wrote and directed it and it could get an original screenplay. It's um, about a school it, shooting. Mask? Mass, M-A-S-S, Mass oh, okay. Shooter is the idea. Oh God, I don't want to watch yeah. that. It's supposed to be very, very good. And okay. it, it's, it's, if I'm not mistaken, the premise is the parents of the school shooter talk to parents of a kid who got shot is basically the loose. So basically they is it talk like about Kevin. Four characters in a room, like, and that's the whole movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. But, it, but the, everybody says the performances are like truly outstanding and Dowd may get a supporting actress nom and Fran Kranz may get in for original screenplay which is crazy that you can in in hollywood you can go from the stoner in cabin in the woods to potentially an oscar nominee i think in cabin in the woods he was just pretending to be that high i don't Mm, know i don't know there's no proof no proof there's video evidence of him being high actually so i actually actually um so some other things about this movie we talked about 66.5 million dollars on a 30 million dollar budget Got a 3.9 on Letterboxd. Pretty healthy score. Um, it got... I, I've i dropped Rotten Tomatoes after Eternals. <laughs> like, Eternals made me so mad with the Rotten Tomatoes discussion, and we've talked about how Rotten Tomatoes is stupid. 
So I've just dropped Why it. Eternal specifically, what happened there? Because the score was like low, and then people were acting like that meant it was like a travesty of a movie without understanding. Uh, people still don't understand the metrics of Rotten Tomatoes. They still think if a movie is forty eight percent, that means it's forty eight percent good, not forty eight percent of people yeah, like but it. Forty eight percent of people saying it's it's passable and fine and then 52 percent saying it's not it's still bad like it's still a useful metric yeah that would be useful if rotten tomatoes actually had a good system but they don't like many critics have said like oh because rotten tomatoes assigns the tomatoes based on people's reviews it's they like don't it's like an it average themselves. it's an average except everyone either gives it a hundred or a zero yeah, right. and then it takes exactly. the average of that. I know, I know how it works. I just feel like it's still a useful metric to be like, oh, so only 50% of people gave it a positive review. I mean, I think that's useful if, to know. If you know that, you understand that, but yeah. most a lot people of people don't see that and think off. that most people gave it a 50% review, which is pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. That's the difference. They they don't see it as 48% people gave it like four stars or five stars. They what what think I'm saying everybody is, gave it a 48%. What I'm saying is I feel like you can still get a good gist of like, is this movie going to be bad based on like, if it's that low, if it's in the 40s, you're going to be like, oh, okay, it's not going to be great. But that but doesn't like, work because you, Eternal that, a, I think, that I would argue does work. What doesn't work is when it's so. like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes because that means like, 99% of people said it's at least fine. No, um, because how many movies have we covered on the show that have abysmal Rotten Tomato scores and we think are really good? Many. No, a lot. Hot no, Rod. No, there's a decent amount. Like Hot Rod and Jennifer's Body. And but these all are all like, you know, I understand. The, the other thing is I have heard film critics say, oh, I looked at that review and they gave it a rotten and that is not how I would assess my review at all or vice versa. Yeah, like sure. David is, Sims, David Ehrlich, and stuff like that. It's just like, it's not a good metric. The Rotten Tomatoes system is bad. Yeah, I think it's a great metric, but I think you can still look at the number and be like, oh, okay, that's... I just, just I, I, I really do just disagree because yeah. I, I don't really find it useful ever. Um, but it is funny when things like the Rise of Skywalker tomato reveal video come out and we can all have a good laugh. So that makes it worth it for me. It's bad. That's why I'm using Letterbox because it's actually a like aggregated like score, like 3.9. That's what the amount of people who watched it, that is the average that it came out to. Right. Um, it, this got no Oscar nominations and no Oscar win. Oh, um, so, so now we have to decide whether or not this movie is better than Francis hmm. Ha. Well, okay. Thankfully, okay. Okay. Because Avengers won for a second. Um, if you guys it's Francis Ha now yeah it's Francis Ha so yeah. is Francis Ha better than Cabin in the Woods uh, I think so yeah me also I'm gonna say yes yeah it's not often that Cody votes against his own movie so that shows you like how much this time I kind of was just like yeah that's fine um, this is what happens when you pick these movies like three years ago and I haven't shifted from mine much um, cool um hey hi guys yeah. tell people where they can find you online and a movie that you're looking forward to oh boy i was ready i had it picked out i'll go ahead and start you, you can find me at wallington mark on letterboxd and instagram and twitter i don't know why i gave you that order but that's where you can find me 
Um, you can also find me on my couch watching Power of the Dog. Uh, oh, you know, okay. on the Wednesday after this episode comes out. I think it's just the Power of Dog, not the Power of the Dog. That's no. not what this list says. And no. it's also not what the movie or the book is called. It is the Power of the Dog. It is? Yeah. Well, egg on my face. Yep. Scramble um, it. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver on social media. You can find my other podcast, Lord of the Rings Sentence at L-O-T-R Sentence. That's where I read the Lord of the Rings one sentence at a time. Um, and I ask that you please don't look down on me when I tell you that I'm looking forward to Don't Look Up because I like freaking Adam McKay and I think it's going to be a fun movie. I forgot you fucking liked Vice. Yeah, Vice is good. I'll fucking shove you in a locker. It was good. That movie sucks shit. I liked Vice. Movie's so bad. I like hey, you, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd, which is the most important. You are going to see me lose my pro subscription for about a couple days until that Black Friday sale hits, and then I will re up it as we all do. <laughs> we always fight on Black Friday when it's $11 as opposed to $19. Um, gotta save those $8. Gotta save it. <laughs> you know what? Letterboxd can have my $8. Oh, wow. I love Hero. You, well, no, your dumbass didn't get pro into like the summer or something, right? That yours is enough. Yeah, yet. I don't know. I just decided <laughs> I wanted it at some point. And yeah. Yeah. I get you, my you, Hulu on Black Friday. Yeah. So you that's get your dollar, dollar a month. Are great. they doing that this year? I don't know. I haven't seen any promotion for it. But I kind of don't think not, they are because they're uh, pushing the Disney bundle. Can I can I can I get on one of you guys? Hulu? I don't have Hulu. I don't know. We'll talk I, about I, it. I can we'll get you. I, I can get you. <laughs> I don't have Hulu. Hey, by the way, Mark, uh Netflix, it's almost time for that. We'll just handle yeah. all of this on our actual I'll, I'll, I'll do it in the new year. I got you. Yeah, it always hits January 1st. <laughs> uh me, Mark, don't share Netflix, Ted Sarandos. We're a family. We're Ted. a family, Ted. Um, I am looking forward to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. What if that was my answer? I am. I do think that movie looks good, but obviously I'm going to say West Side Story because it's the Steven new, Spielberg movie. Are they putting out a new Diary of the Wimpy Kid? On Chad, it's animated. Like it looks oh, cool. good. It's it animated the, in like the, the like style stick. of the doodly yes. thing. Cool. Yeah, I'll send Disney you a trailer. Plus? Yes, Disney Plus. Cool. It weirdly looks very, very good. Um, yeah. but I like well, experimental animation. That sounds fun. It, it does have a good, unique look to it. Um, yeah, West Side I, uh, Story. Is West Side Story. Come on. It's Spielberg. It's a musical. Like hey. it's Hey, come on. Hey, man. Uh, we also... I'll just run through these real quick. You guys get mad at me now, but it's 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 Oscar season. We do have Flea coming out, which is an animated documentary that looks incredible. Mm -hmm. We also have Being the Ricardos, which yeah, we'll see. Probably get some performance <laughs> noms out of that one because they love the biopics. Me um, and Mark are going to be super into it because it's here in Sorkin and everybody else will be like, guys, yes. it's it's only I'm going to be into it because I'm going to watch Nicole Kidman talk about how good movies are and then I'm going to watch her in a dang movie. And that's going to yeah, be I know. fun. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward one's... also, if I can get a second one, Cody, to yeah, Red Rocket because Red that's Rocket, like yeah. one of my favorite fucking directors. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. And that's disrespectful. Uh, Sean Baker, we should Sean talk Baker, about his yeah. politics after this podcast. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, let's not. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. His politics, I'm, that really surprises me based on the subject matter of his first two movies that like, or the, they're, I guess he's directed other things, but. I've listen, they're not that bad, but yeah. we as liberals get mad about everything. I'm he's a, a really big, he's a really big Tulsi fan. Um, 
Oh, that's forgivable. That's fine. It's, it, it's not the, the end of the world. It's just a little annoying. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's every. Oh, Benedetta, that's uh, fucking what's his face coming back for the first time in a while. Help me out, Mark. Help me out, Verhoeven. Uh, Verhoeven, Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Back to America. It's yeah, about a nun actually, with titties. Yeah, <laughs> you see the nip in the poster. That's yeah. Says, what if nuns fuck? I didn't know you could do that. It said, what if nun had titties, which is not something I've ever thought about. I watched Sound of Music, and I didn't think about whether or not the nuns had titties the whole time. Hey, not even Maria? yourself. <laughs> not even Maria. I didn't think about it at all. Maria um, could get it, man. Uh, Maria could get it as the thing. Uh, what I think Maria does get it is the thing. She <laughs> I, does get it. She In does end, get it is the thing. Um, and by it, we mean chased out of town by Nazis. By Nazis, yeah, yeah obviously. That. That's um, hey, Chad, what's the best movie of 2012? Uh, Francis, uh, uh, Mark, what's the best film? Francis? Of 2012. <laughs> hey, Cody, oh, what's the best movie of 2012? It's Francis, ha, remember everyone as it ever was. Next week, we talk about, uh, I don't know, one of my favorite movies from this year. Weirdly, let's see if that take holds up. Uh, or go fuck yourself on HBO Max. Or or HBO Max go. go fuck yourself. Or Max go fuck yourself. If you still have that Cinemax subscription because you're watching your skin, Skinemax, you can also watch Argo. Fuck yourself. That might be cool.com. You never know.